We are live. What's up, Barb? Carly? Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Whatever the the, oh, the no. guest is shorter than six feet tall. Can we shut my camera off today? Mm-hmm. Cool. Barb's here. Carly's here. <laughs> you know Carly. Uh, she's been on the show eight million times. She's been part of the show. She's a host, an entertainer, and the in-game host for the St. Louis Blues. Adult entertainer. Adult entertainer. Carly. And Blast child entertainer. Okay. It's getting weird. <laughs> uh, it's a Midcoast studio, and uh, if you haven't subscribed on YouTube yet, for the love of God, just hit subscribe. Make that happen. Carly I and I are going to hang out with our uh, Auntie Gardener, and then uh, we're going to have a one-on-one -on -one interview with me and TJ Miller. You know him from Deadpool and uh, many other films, TV shows, etc. He's at Helium Comedy Club all weekend long. Carly, let's say hi to our Aunt Gardener. Hey, Auntie Gardener. Hi, Auntie Gardener. What's happening? Oh. Hello, my babies. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Barb perked up for that. Uh, uh, Good yeah, morning, growl. gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Good morning, ladies. Barb and Carly. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, we don't have to use that camera. It, and it's not your camera, Carly. It's really Barb's butthole cam. That's Thank really you. when I like to use it. <laughs> oh, it <laughs> is. I did. I missed that label. It does have uh -huh. a label yeah. on it. Yeah. Like, I, I was looking, I and I said, that. oh, Barb's showing the butthole. Let me go there real quick. Mm. Right. So that's when I really like to go to it. Well, but. Uh, we're fine. It, it works. Oh, excuse me. You do your thing that you do. You are the professional cameraman. Mm -hmm. who, who am I? Yeah. Just a guest. Yep. I'm just Travis Terrell. Hey, everybody. Good morning, Walnuts. You do it on your own today. Yeah, I got no help. Barb, you going to do something for me? No? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's there like a is. W with her head in the middle. Yeah. Check out those teeth. Yes. Beautiful. Oh, nice. Get the camera on that. Let's get a shot of Barb. Okay. All right. Oh, there I am, too. There we go. Oh, I'm looking at Barb. And if you take a marker and connect her nipples, it spells out a W. Oh. Fun fact. That's why you got her. That's why I got her. Yep. That's how it that spells works. out we are live if you connect her nipples. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Plenty to get to today. Happy Friday, everybody. How you feeling? Carly, did you have uh, some things to tend to last night? What have you been what have you been up to? Last night. Yeah. You tired today? I'm always tired. Okay. Chris. <laughs> have you met me? <laughs> how did you survive All Star Weekend? What what did uh, your duties entail? Or were you just kind of around? I feel like that had to be a lot for somebody in your position. Yeah, they yeah. actually utilized me quite a bit. The it NHL was a lot did. Of fun. Yeah. Running around, I being got a crazy to person. Say, I got to announce the names during the skills competition. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so I had to learn how to pronounce some stuff. <laughs> Is that a tough part of your job? No. Well, I don't usually announce the names of players. No, that's what usually. I'm saying. Okay. I just oh, yeah. usually have to know how to say lucky puck shuffle without stuttering. What was that hardest? Time? Yeah. Lucky puck shuffle and not, you know. Do you have to like really get into it when you say it, or do you just have to say lucky puck shuffle? It's just whatever I'm feeling. That's a lucky dealer, puck shuffle. Dealer's choice, okay. Auntie Gardner. I just want to. I don't know the mechanics of all of this. None of that during All Star Weekend, though. Okay. What was the toughest name you had to pronounce? You think? Is there one that Ooh. you saw and was like, oh shoot? Ooh. Good question. Elias Elias Pedersen threw me off for a second. Okay. The Elias, because we had some discrepancies over. Well, no, I just had some discrepancies. Okay. Are we sure it's not Elias? 
because there's the Elias Sports that's, Bureau, that's too. That's what I thought So that's first. probably what, and that's a good question to have. Who do you go to in a situation like that? Well, they brought in a PA guy from <laughs> okay. some other team. That would be able to help you out? That answered some questions. That's good. And it wasn't um, Tomas Hurdle. It was Tomas Hurdle. Tomas. Yeah, bad news for him, too. I saw yesterday. What happened? I missed that. Blew out his knee. Oh, that's not what you're going to want. At least he got to see St. Louis. I mean, that's... They were calling it the Bieber curse. The what? The Bieber curse. Oh, that could be it. Because he's the one who put the Bieber mask on to uh, try and score on Jordan Bennington. When Bennington won. And then... How do we we feel about that? Do you think they'll, they'll follow through on that? I was excited because it looked like oh, it was yeah. going to be Bieber was going to come to All Star Weekend. I didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah, I, but now it's kind of like I mean, it's I think it's kind of cool if you do like a random weird thing. All Star Weekend would have been perfect, right? Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to happen. Kind of goofy thing. Yeah, like I, listen, Justin Bieber shows up, takes some shots on goal. People will pay attention. I'll give you that. But it's like I don't know. It's strange. It's not. Like he's not going to do like an acoustic performance and then shoot some. Yeah. Pucks. I think we were just being selfish that it meant he would be in St. Louis. Right. We're like, how you, how you, we now it still might get done. And the last I saw, they they even said the planning was looking like an off-season thing. Yeah, I don't. But it was right around the time that Bieber came out and said he was dealing with Lyme disease right. as well. Right. So, I don't know. That really ticks me off. <sighs> good one, Chris. <laughs> don't encourage. Uh, it's a good thing things were uh, funnier than that last night at Sophie's. <laughs> I we, bet TJ Miller brings you on tour with him after that one. <laughs> I think so. Even if it's just a body double for a couple things. It wasn't a bad pun at all. We have a <laughs> But I would have like let it sit a little longer and then that's where you just look around at everyone. See? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Looking for approval. Seeking approval. That's, that's Validate my, my pun, please. My middle name. That's so perfect. Uh, Carly, more all star stuff. Did you see Green Day? Yeah. I was, was Barb a, there? I wish. She didn't show up. You saw Green Day. Yeah, that was great. It's a good time. <laughs> ah, no, it? just the whole partnership. Two F-bombs? The partnership doesn't make any sense to me. I just think that's what so funny. The partnership between the NHL and Green Day. Oh, two, like the, you're just saying in general, the right? the whole part, the two-year partnership. Like where did that come from? Green Day is known for just being reckless and obnoxious. Like, it was a couple well, years like ago. like heroin addicts from San Francisco. Yeah, and like a couple years ago at, um, they were saying at Point Fest in the dressing room, they just completely destroyed the po- the dressing room. Like What? Flipped over couches. Um, there was drugs on the toilet seat. They busted the mirrors. Green Day? Yes. They're like almost 50. This was like, or maybe maybe not a couple of years ago, one? but just rego- at but one just, point. But just Green yeah. Day in general. But like, just, that's who they are in general, and like yeah. they're not going to change. Never stop being rock and roll. They got a song called Basket Case. Come on, guys. So just the fact that like the NHL is like, yes, we are so family friendly. Green Day is who we want to partner with. Like it's going to be nothing but Canadian folk artists. And this is how you know. Fallout Boy continues to that's get. That's right. Work. Yeah, you wonder why Imagine Dragons gets all yep. the sporting events. This is why they know how to act. This is like why. Gentlemen. Yeah. So the, the fact that people are like, "Oh no!" Yeah, I mean they 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 have a new yeah. That's it's kind of like how dare they? It's like Kansas basketball team had their first basketball practice of the year, and they celebrate that every year with a big event. And they invited Snoop Dogg, and people were like, "Oh my God, Snoop Dogg has strippers on poles on the court dancing." 
What did you think Snoop Dogg was going to do? You He's got it? a big mascot dog smoking a blunt. Right. St. Louis needs to step acting like they've never heard the F word before. I mean, whenever Thank we you. won the Stanley Cup, specifically. They have. It's family. We've heard Benny, We've heard every player, specifically, yeah. it, that word come out of their mouth. Mm. I mean. It doesn't make sense do to they, me whenever people act like that. Did you go, like my that. stars? That your move, Chris? My stars. My stars. It, that, that doesn't make sense at all. Or like the people that would call a news, like if a news anchor slipped up and said a cuss word on the air. Who has time to call a station That's and say that they're before. offended? I'm sure it has. My favorite is the sports injury one. Rich Gould did one. What he said? He's trying to describe, uh, I think it was Chris Carpenter. Uh, the best is watching him try to get through the sports cast without completely laughing. Uh, Rich Gould? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a, a bulging disc. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, bulging dick. Okay. And uh, Which may be I've true. seen that happen on SportsCenter before, too. And I think it was Larry Beal who did it, and Keith Olbermann was alongside him. And Beal, they go to, like, B-roll footage, but you hear Larry Beal trying <laughs> to, like, <clears throat> get through the rest of, like, they were doing a like, recap of injuries. Oh, no. And then they come back, and it's just the two of them sitting there, and you see Larry Beal just shaking his head, and Olbermann sitting there smiling, and it goes something like... Uh, it's a good thing we don't have footage of so-and-so's injury. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yes. That's, that's gold. So that one's happened a number of times now that I've seen. Carly, you've had experience with the Blues, obviously, and then the Memphis Grizzlies before that. You ever slipped up on the mic? Um, was saying a bad word? No. No. Yeah. Not yet. Don't jinx me. Is this real wood? Yeah, Thanks, I Barb. Know. I don't no. know what this is. It's from Ikea. <laughs> All-Star Game as a whole, I think, was a success, but it looked like uh, a little bit of madness down in the actual like event side. That was fun. I think yeah, yeah it was uh, just a lot of people, but I think it seemed fairly organized for the yeah. most part. They did a good job. Came in, rec shop. Left. You see OAR? They performed on a Friday? A little bit. Okay. I watched more of their um, practicing than the actual uh, performance. But that that, if I would have saw them, that would have made me feel old. Okay. It, it so they would look older? Or? No, because it would have sent me back to college, and I just turned 40, mm. and then it would just been nice. Oh. I saw them in college. Did you? Yeah. Where'd you see them? At Eastern Illinois University. Not at Eastern, maybe like at a different venue. Because I've mentioned it before on this show. I saw them at the Blue Note in Columbia years ago. They were the headlining act. Their opener was John Mayer. <laughs> wow. And it makes me, it's Gardner just weird to think... Night. That John Mayer was the opener for OAR the time I've seen both of them play. It's just, I'm like, wow. Now I look back and think, that probably shouldn't have been that way. It's just a weird. It's a strange point in the life yeah, of Gardner. I think what I was, a weird put world that in the book. we live in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Carly. What a great point. Thank you, Carly. I appreciate yeah, that about you. Thank you for bringing clarity into the show. Yeah, that's what she what does. What a weird world. Carly Clarity is what we call her. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You down with that nickname? How are things going at uh, at the great Hubbard? At, great. Uh, is that yeah? That's the system or the business that's got the point and everything. Yeah. Kicking ass. You learning a lot. You you getting on the air. Yeah, What's I'm going cut, on? Cutting commercials, and then when I get bored, I run around and annoy my coworkers. I see your Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying there's a lot of you. I'm waiting to get <laughs> like called. random audio dudes <laughs> like not wanting to be, be like on not camera. Now. Like I'm wor- working. Thank you. Yeah, I'm waiting to get called into. 
HR. For harassment of a 47-year-old man. Yeah. Gardner, Who now. are you bugging? Who do you bother? They Who still got, is bother? Bob Hoffman still over there? <laughs> What's that? Got happening? suspenders, mustache, engineer. Did you wear suspenders every day? Yeah, I think so. Um, I must have missed him. Okay. You he must have passed on. I go. <laughs> no. No, so I wait. still have his number. So Gardner, whenever Gardner was doing stuff like that at radio stations, he had to physically cut tape. Like when he started. When I like first started. First started. That's how. Well, I had to changed. do the reel to reel. So you have to like mark audio. it and then come back. It is a fucking mess. Like physically cut pieces of audio. It t- it took hours to like get highlights for a Cardinals game. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, like I Did was. You also tr- ride your dinosaur to work. <laughs> It's a fair question. Answer the question. Kind of, well, I'm trying to figure out what kind of dinosaur I would ride. <laughs> I would probably take a pterodactyl oh. to avoid traffic. Wow. Brilliant. He's thought about this. He really has. You don't ask Gardner questions like mm-hmm. that because he's got an answer for it. Is, mm-hmm. Did you? Is the pterodactyl the main character in your dinosaur erotica novel? <laughs> okay. No, it's it. a, a velociraptor. <laughs> oh. What's the movie that we... Oh, there's a movie called Velocipaster. Where there's this priest that turns into a dinosaur. We just recently discovered this several weeks ago. Is this erotica or no? No, it's not erotica, and it has a decent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It does not look like a well... Don't tell me more. I don't want to hear spoilers What in, in case I watch <laughs> it in the future. Well, I'm going to watch it, so you. I think you should invest the two ninety nine and don't find it Don't tell me anymore. I don't I'm just going to say it. it's not... It didn't look particularly well produced. That's all. And... That intrigues me even more. Fascinating. We'll look into that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, who you dating? What's up on Tinder, Carly? <laughs> yeah. That's what we're going to talk about for the rest well, of the show. Travis here? Yeah, right. I'm supposed to grab the mic. Yeah, Travis out today uh, attending a family event. And uh, Carly. Of, of um, a family t- reunion? A funeral. Oh, no. <laughs> the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Either way, there'll be a cookout. That's, I, you know, you could only hope. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, went to a, uh, I think I talked about this, but went to a, um, a visitation or, a, you know, a celebration of life. Drinks and food and everything. Like, uh, the man that had passed away was like, here's how it's going down before he Get worked. Food. Yeah. He's like, you got to have good food, booze for everybody. And I was like, if you can afford that or mm-hmm. if that's your style. That's, That's a, brilliant. I like that. Yeah. And it, it was cool. I mean, it's still a sad thing, but people, uh, yeah. they enjoy themselves. Yeah. I just want to have people get together and listen to music somewhere in the park. Yeah. All of us smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Get together. Uh, I have a playlist in my email draft mm-hmm. that uh, I've been developing. Is it all you singing? No, it's not me singing, but it's oh. the songs I would want played then I don't to reflect go, on. Then I only singing. want you I want singing. 50 songs. I'll, d- I'll sing one. 50 songs. I'll okay. sing the 50 first. Okay. What's the final song? Uh, Please Be Funeral by Arcade Fire to be ironic and whimsical. Well, there's several songs off that album. Okay. Um, well, there no, there's... Yeah, actually it would be Wake Up. I think Wake Up was going to be my, fi- my finale. Funeral Anything from Modest Mouth? Yeah. Um, that would be good. Travis and I should record something very soon so that we can have it ready for my funeral playlist. Mm -hmm. Um, and I could just, my lawyer's aware of how to find it and everything. Um, I've already informed him of this. We actually went through the jukebox and played some of the songs the other day just to get a feel. Like a mock funeral. Yeah. That's the only way Barb will attend, she says. Is if Modest Mouth is playing? Yeah. Okay. 
Yale Hollander. Well, I want her there. Live. But I'm dead. Hologram. Hologram. Okay. Now we're fucking talking. Hologardner. I love it. Hologardner. Hologardner. Yeah. Yes. Food to be served? Travis would love to play with a hologram, too. Mm -hmm. He would really get some joy from that. Well, he'd get... Bless you. (laughs) Boy, that was... We saw that coming a mile away. (laughs) There was a load up to that one. (laughs) I like like to load up with a sneeze. You can break a rib if you hold... (laughs) You gotta, you gotta What's happening to her? Am I causing a scene? Yeah. That I, was a combo one, wasn't it? You were yawning and then wondering if you I'm were really going to I'm really tired, sleep. you guys. I'm sorry. Oh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got you coffee. You guys are getting... I got you snappy bigman. You guys are getting CJL raw this morning. <laughs> is it... Is it... <laughs> <laughs> are you doing the like? Uh, you just you just woke up late, so instead you act like you're like doing women's empowerment. You're like no makeup today because I believe in myself. Is that what this is? All of it. Okay, yeah. Carly's despondent <laughs> at best. Uh, She's just tired. Gardner, mm-hmm. food to be served at your uh, funeral? <sighs> that I don't know. I hadn't got that far. Okay. My next step would be to make sure I have the songs in place and then the order. Mm. Because I want a nice flow. and uh, People are just going to be talking shit about you the whole time anyway. It's true. That'd be beautiful. Old school radio guys, like he couldn't cut audio for shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he needed that digital medium. And talking about how cute Barb is the whole time. So is Barb going to be the star of my funeral playlist? Yeah, she's going to be wearing the party? cutest outfit. We're talking about this. Gardner, How do you? Do, would you ever do this? Um, so yes. obviously <laughs> Carly has a famous dog now that she's made famous. Mm-hmm. And people... Will walk up, like not say hello to Carly, and just start petting Barb and be like, "Hey, Barb, how are you?" Oh. And completely ignoring the human that is on her side. This is true. Do we? How do we feel about people like this? To me, like it's care. fine. It's fine, but I think there's something wrong with people that do it that. It depends on if the dog, appro- like they don't say hello at all, or do they approach? They approach the dog. See if the dog approaches me, that's fine. Yeah. I'm probably gonna. See, interact. I'm, I'm still gonna look at the person and be like, "Your dog cool." Yeah. I'll hit them with that. Depends, just because I know people that I'm no I'm normally just approaching them anyway. I've, I don't think I've gone to the dog first though. Mm-hmm. Like I saw that video of Mike Bloomberg the other day, <laughs> trying to pet a dog and he's like holding it by the <laughs> snout. Shook snout. Yeah, and then like, oh, wow. but then like, like has he never done that? Like petted a dog before? And then they found like an old photo of him. He did the same thing. It's like this is his thing. I'm like, how is this your thing? Yeah, it's like what a vet would do. Maybe a baby could do that to Barb, but you don't want to get a full man hand yeah. in Barb's little mouth. I don't, I don't think that's a good thing. I would probably approach the the person first. What what te- is is Barb a Chihuahua? Is that Chihuahua? That's a Rottweiler Pinscher. if I've ever seen him. Okay. And Mini Pincher. Yes. Oh, very nice. There's my, one uh, uh, that is in my neighborhood named Louie. Uh, he's a yapper though. He is a yapper. Barb is not. No, Barb is. No, Barb is not. This is uh, this is what I'm talking about, Barb. Show it off. See what oh, you got. Oh, there she goes. Yeah. Oh, oh, shake oh, it. Oh. oh, shake it for it. Oh, there it is. Oh, shake it for behold all the people. Cam. Oh, oh my god. That's what happens. Hey, you can shake your oh. you can shake your behold back alien ball Saturday. Yeah, Hollywood <laughs> Nights, baby. Hollywood Nights. Travis and I are going to be hosting that. Uh, I was just informed that we've had ties. We have ties. For the event that we'll be wearing, no, Travis is Matching? coming as Batman. <laughs> we tried to dis- or Black oh, Dahlia. Is he really? So, so That's he so goes, funny. Goes, it's hilarious, and I was mad at first. I was like, "You f- 
fucking idiot. No, it's Hollywood. Wait, that's movie. hilarious. That's really funny. Like, super funny. It's a Batman ball. Yeah. Wait, that's so he, he funny. Looked, he's, he didn't even mean to be this funny. He said it as, it, like, audibly, he heard Batman ball. Yeah. And he's like, you want me well, to come he, as Batman? He couldn't remember the name. That's of what, what it was. was. Yeah. And so, hey, what's a word I know that's close to Bacchanalian? Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman works. Yeah. And so his brain just said Batman out loud. And then we were like, yes, you go as Batman. <laughs> Everybody all dressed up like <laughs> red carpet. And then somebody's like, oh, shit. I yeah. dressed up as a character. Yeah. That works, though, right? Then he I gets think that's hilarious. Well, that's that's perfect. Yeah, I think he really needs to do that. Hollywood, not, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can find a Batman suit for him, because um, I know he ain't going to find one. Oh, uh, what's it called? Johnny Brock. Yeah, they're open all year. Yeah, let's see if Mardi Gras ain't going to spring for that. You, gonna you a, have to. Going to yeah. get a cod piece? <laughs> Why are you... Oh, why do you call it a cod piece? I don't know. That's what it's that's called. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, it's an insert for your groinal area. Yeah. That's a strange thing. So that'll be Saturday. I'm sure they're super happy that I'm doing that. Uh, be a good time. Stop by. You can get tickets. And it'll be DJs. It's all-inclusive with your ticket. Come by. Say hello. Travis and I will be roasting people from the red carpet. Should be a fun time, huh? It was fun last year. Carly was there last year. Oh. Yeah. Only They only get the stars to come out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hence why we're doing it. Yeah. Because of our importance. What were you doing to Barb there? Yeah. I was scratching her belly. Oh, okay. Her undercarriage. Under, <laughs> I love that phrase. Do you have Do you have uh, blues or uh, radio duties today? Yes. I feel really bad for making you come in here now. No, don't feel bad. I said yes. Okay. You see that Jeff Burton around? Hmm? Jeff Burton? Yeah. Former 590 board operator? I love Jeff him. Burton? Not board operator. Well, what was he? He was an on-air host. Oh, he was? I was yeah. thinking he was doing audio stuff. No. He's one of my favorite people. Yeah. Tell him Chris Gardner says hello. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Good stuff, guys. I'll put that up on my to-do list. You're not going to do it, are you? Real quick, before we forget it and before you just make it in there, do we have that uh, video we've been playing? I need Carly to break this down. See, Gardner and Travis think it's funny to make fun of people with uh, addiction issues. I don't think and, this is uh, a person with addiction obvious, issues. And obvious uh, meth problem, but go ahead, Gardner. They love my watermelon, cause you know they're just so sweet. Ready, yellow meat. My prices can't be beat. They the best in the land. One bite you, you understand. Trust me, I ain't playing. One taste, and you'll be saying, "You love my watermelon." Oh. How long has your cousin been selling watermelons? Is what I want to know. That's catchy, isn't it? At the very end there. I, I like when she takes it up like a, maybe a half octave. <laughs> you love my watermelon. I love the end of it. And then she's so pleased with it too. Like just, mm. it's like post. That's my favorite. Yeah. Where there's, there's an obvious self-satisfaction yeah. involved. It's a good job. Yeah. It's a good marketing tool. I think she's done fine. I, yeah. I like to see if watermelon sales have gone Dare up. Dare I say watermelons are now going to be the new avocados thanks to that song. Ooh. Thank you. Watermelon toast. You know, I was reading that uh, avocado. Uh, Who? Avocado. Avocado. Sound it out. Who? Uh, avocado. Avocado. What go. did I say? Avocado. I said odd. You're yeah. throwing in syllable. Avocado. Um. Injuries go up this time of year, like knife injuries. Oh, because of Super Bowl. Because of the guac. Yeah. <laughs> really? I saw it a is. little blurb the other day. If you um, 
Now, I'm not saying you don't need, you can, you can use it a little cut, you can cut it open, but if you get it perfect, like you kind of don't even need a knife. You just squeeze yeah. it. Just pop it. Yeah. I don't know. Just like. Idiots. I just saw that there's a little bump this time of year in terms of knife injuries and people trying to cut avocados. So watch out. Look out. Making everybody. your guac. Uh, Those are some weird interviews I know this time of year, too. Which ones? People that represent the avocado industry that they have, like, at Super Bowl and stuff like that. You know, like you have guests if you're on Radio Row or even if you're on, you know, back in wherever city you're in doing a, uh, you get a promotional interview with someone. I remember it was Ronnie Lott who just used to do them. And, like, no matter what question, you're like, hey, man, you. you oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You, like, had your finger cut off just so you can keep playing in a football or, you know, continue playing in a football season. Man, what what went into that decision? I'll tell you what, the best it wasn't the best decision I ever made. The best decision I made was to go with avocados. <laughs> let me let me let Yeah, so like every question was answered it's just like weird. Carly, like, come who, on, man. Who are you influencing currently? You do a lot of influencer work on Instagram. Okay, well you have that. But who's a partnership you're working with? Um Upper Deck Sports. Upper Deck Sports. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to do an interview, and you're going to only talk about Upper Deck Sports, okay? Mm-hmm. Carly Lawrence, in-game host for the St. Louis Blues, joins me, Chris Demon, live. I cannot say how excited I am. Carly, a dancer, a comedian, one of the most dynamic personalities you could ever think of to speak with. Carly, I do have a few questions about your beauty regimen. We had listeners asking about your cheeks and all of the wonderful facial work that you okay. provide this to questions too to long think. already oh, those, carly what's it like being out on the ice with the st louis blues what does this have to do with upper deck sports okay sorry next question um how long is i'm your not hair? here to talk about the blues how long is your hair it goes right Below my armpit holes. You're supposed to answer Upper Deck Sports. We'll move on. Oh, Upper Deck Sports. <laughs> well, it's uh, long enough to get me to the Upper Deck, just like Upper Deck Sports, who I'm working with. What do you do with Upper Deck Sports? Holes? Hank Gardner, what's happening? Did you say armpit holes? Yeah. That was funny. We were going to role play where you were getting interviewed and you would only answer with Upper Deck Sports as uh, your answer. Yeah. No oh. matter the question. Like, how's your relationship with your father? Well, it's great because Upper Deck Sports provides me the opportunity to mm-hmm. we work it out. Uh, real quick, Gateway Powder Coating. <laughs> <laughs> They're the Upper Deck. Don't of lose powder me as coating. a sponsor. Don't drop me as a sponsor, Upper Deck Sports. <laughs> GatewayPowderCoat.com. I really dropped the Upper Deck on that one. <laughs> okay. There you go. Fast, durable, and affordable. Gateway's been with us for years. You got to support them because they support us. Anything metal you need worked on, take it in. If you got wheels, Carly, if you want your wheels to be neon green, uh, plum crazy purple. What about blues blue? Yep, blues blue. They can do it. I would even say if you need something done on your lower deck, but more importantly, Mm, your upper deck. I saved it. You're welcome, Carly. There it is. Gatewaypowdercoat.com for more information. You're welcome. It's a tr- it's a tr- uh, sport it's a card company. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with decks. Right. <laughs> that was that was a point of contention when they offered to her. She's like, "Listen, I love that you want to work with me. I know nothing about decks. Uh, my <laughs> father has one. I don't personally know much about it. And like it's sports card company. Gardner, your favorite sports card growing up? Well, upper deck, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> Because 
<laughs> I own the 1989 Upper Deck Ken Griffey Jr. Rookie Card. Do you really? Yeah. How much is that worth? Don't know. Haven't looked in years. Is it worth something? Eh, I'm sure it's something. Something. It's at my parents' house. I got some other cards there though too. I got I got a Lou Brock rookie. Wasn't the was it the Honus Wagner card that was some kind of a crazy fetch back um, in the day? Ho- actually, the weird thing with the Honus Wagner card, I think there's four of them in existence. Mm-hmm. But I believe Wayne Gretzky at one point was an owner of one of them. Oh my! I you think met, you met the great one, Carly. I haven't. You haven't? No. He's around quite a bit. Feels like he's my dad's favorite. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I think Wayne Gretzky. At one point, it's the T two o six Hannes Wagner. Um, sold for three point one two million back in two thousand sixteen. Got any upper decks that are worth that much? Mm, uh, not a single one. Not yet. Okay. No, but I'm a fan. Ch- upper deck's been with me. I mean that that. King Griffey Jr. rookie card is iconic, and Upper Deck has that. Hmm. They're an iconic company with an iconic card. And an iconic influencer in Carly Lawrence, at Carly Laughs. On. I know, I'm excited, to, I'm excited that they contacted me. <laughs> I feel cool. Do you have stuff going through the season with them? Just for like four months. That's cool. That's fun. Do you like that kind of stuff? Like, Do you feel like... Uh, the influencer work is uh, well suited for you. Oh no, I have no business influencing anybody to do anything. But mm. here I am. I think it's here a great fit. Here and we I are. Think that, but we're here and, and we're doing it. And I'll, it's working. I'll get you that. I'll get you that Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, and you can do like a little Instagram like post. Like a boomerang. Yeah, something with it. Don't don't shake the card like that. Like a. Oh, it's like, in a case. Okay. Yeah. You you come back in, and Carly's got it on the back of a bike tire. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. I needed bike? Con- I needed content. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, if you would, if you would say that to me, that probably I'd probably be. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's what I'm about. Yeah. You're All right. Content, well, man. If it's content. Then yeah. Who am I to say no to that? That's how it works. <laughs> okay. I was uh, before you guys got in here this morning. I wanted to just let you know. I think it's early next week. There's going to be a haircut. Um, I'm thinking crew cut. On your head? Yeah, on my head. Now, the thing is... I Why don't won't you shave a mullet for me? Why not? Yeah, that's a question that everybody in yeah. this room and beyond just is like wanting a, to know. Give it, like, just a, for a day. Mullet, a day. Mullet for a day. Employers, do you hire people with mullets? Yeah. Where else are you trying to go? Actually, you know, I did... He's going s- to a weed <laughs> convention <laughs> this weekend to get job application. Huh? What? Well, they would love a See, mullet. I have yeah. to go on, like, f- I'm filling out a resume and going on job interviews. Do the mullet for a day. Take a couple pictures so you have some memories. I'm not getting Thank two you. haircuts. I'm getting one. Oh, now it's a lazy thing. Do well, the it is, mullet. yeah. Then be like, do a mullet. Start the mullet. Take a picture and then finish the haircut so you get two haircuts and one haircut. Okay. Now, that's a possibility. It's so you're just going to get what? a crew cut? Yeah, but I don't know what kind of crew cut yet. I like Howie Long? Like flat top? No, no, not like that. I was looking at 20 different styles of crew cuts this morning trying to figure out which one I want to go with. On Pinterest, on your Pinterest page? No, I did like a Google box search, as Travis would say. Okay. And uh, I probably won't go with the Ivy League type one. What's that one? I, it's got more of a comb over with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking for something that's low maintenance, basically. Like if I'm getting a haircut... It's going to possibly, part of it's going to be, I'm going to give myself a little break from having to manage my hair for a little while, too. 
Hair I don't want to be I don't want to be styling too much or anything like that. That's why normally I either just buzz or let it grow. And I'm, I think I think a faux hawk would do you well. I, you're I fashion, would have you're considered it. Guy. Or oh. shave half of it. Oh. And then leave the other half. Be like an elderly Skrillex. That's what I was gonna say. You could be a DJ. Can I get a design? Yeah. You get that card. Get it if you're going card. for the. Card, yeah. If you're going for the marijuana um, situation, get one of those leaves. Pot leaf shaved oh. into your head. Shaved into. Oh yeah, it. yeah I'm hey, forty and I have a pot leaf me. shaved into my head. Hell, if I get that done today. Really then. dedicate yourself. I got that job fair tomorrow. Are you gonna go to it? I'm gonna try to. Yeah. Medical marijuana job fair at UMSL tomorrow. Want to get over there with Travis? Hopefully. Is it specifically for? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love that they probably just have like cashier or other like patient coordinator, but it's like on weed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this, it's like I'm reading this description. It sounds an awful lot like a janitor, but you said it's totally rad. Can we get Travis to do some videos of that at the job fair where he's just asking people at the table about something and then he just pops in at the end? On weed. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, it says accounts payable coordinator. On weed. Yeah. 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 It's always just like four or five of those. Mm-hmm. And they pay you less because they say it's a cooler, <laughs> cooler play. <Yeah. laughs> oh, one of those. Oh, the promotion. A pay raise? No. A new title, though. <laughs> here's, okay. two, here's two joints on the new title. Yeah. Kick rocks. You got me. That's oh. how it works. I wonder... I wonder as this kind of changes too. Illinois is Illinois is recreational, obviously now. Carly, do you know what? you're from Illinois? Are yeah. uh, you have friends over there that have been hitting up dispensaries at all? I have no idea. Yeah, not really. I'm wondering what it's like. How quick the changeover in Missouri is going to be? Like, if it's a medical, you kind of want to be like, all right, can we stop this? Like, is it gonna is it gonna go on for a while? What do you think? I I, I think it could be a quick change, but we're just so damn slow. Yeah. Like it's so silly. Like I had said the other day, they're not going to be opening the medical cannabis facilities in in Missouri until summer because then now they got to do checkups on the facilities in the spring, but everything was legalized for that in January. Like But if you Like Illinois hits the ground running January 1st. Hey, cannabis dispensaries for recreational, we're open, we're ready to go. Or here, we're just like, eh, we'll get to it. And you wonder why you have issues with things, because you're not really proactive. Mm-hmm. You're kind of lazy at times. Our state government is lazy. Have people said, is it still as crowded as it was that first day? I don't know, but I just love to That's food a good trucks question. and a DJ and all that shit. Like, Wait, they, they should hire you to be like, hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you should try. Yeah, you should I'm try not even kidding you. Freelance MC. You could probably get a gig over there for a day. I'm fine. Do you know I don't <laughs> need to add that to my resume. Do you know what I do? Grizzlies, blues, and recreational yeah. marijuana facility. We got the blues game tonight. You know what? You'd love to see the blues. <laughs> On weed. There we go. Yeah, it goes good with blues. Green. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Carly I've been looking yeah. for. There she is. Hang You're on. Perfect. Coffee's kicking in. Snappy Bigman coming to the rescue. No, I think that's a good thing. Let's find other things where 
Carly can just be the hype. Carly hype on the woman. streets. <laughs> Carly on the streets. I've been street. waiting for a Carly on the streets moment for years. Oh my gosh. We should I what if we took you to like the boat show or something like that? Just get everybody hyped up. Check out this rod and reel. Woo! Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Shove a microphone in a fifty four year old guy's face. The boat show, uh, jingle or whatever you want to call it on the radio or television oh, i haven't heard it those ones are my favorite because it's just like the boat show oh it's like yeah it's like uh, the boat show 1992 oh, radio I, ad i love it i absolutely yeah. love that what's well, one of my the boat show <laughs> yeah i'll be in my head once that comes around oh i see that once and then i'll be walking around the neighborhood scaring people the boat show <laughs> that's pretty fantastic what if we did that at the zoo like if you shoved a microphone in like animals faces it's like <laughs> tried, to, tried to hype them up i tried to interview an animal at the zoo once did you yeah what was pe- it a peacock oh okay it was they're roaming uh during the rams uh exit exodus from st louis i was trying to find uh, a, a, a peacock for dave peacock <laughs> So I was trying to find another peacock to interview. That's a good one. Did you show up at the peacock diner looking around? You're like, is he here? Yeah, just go different peacock. I was just, yeah. Man, uh, those roving birds. They got the like a little trouble. wiring over there, though. Yeah. And it's, there's something because like I would put my recorder c- close to it and it would, it would like buzz. I'm like, what the there's hell something is going, going on? on here? What's up with those roving birds at the zoo? Because here, here's the problem. Whenever you're shithead friends and you're from Farmington and you're 11 or 10 and you're at the zoo for the 40th time for mm-hmm. a field trip, occasionally one of your shithead friends has gummy bears and they'll like throw them to the birds and then one's like oh choking no. on it, eating it. And I remember that happened and it didn't die. That happened and then two birds fighting and like one started like pecking the other one's eye mm-hmm. over the gummy bear. That's the problem, and I can't imagine well, my shithead friend would do that the over only one who's ever food, done that. Though, possibly. True. That like second if there was, if scenario. There was a grub. Yeah. Now that first one, man, you guys. Oof. Yeah, that wasn't me. Mm-mm. I was a good kid. Did you tell him to stop? I walked away. I was a pussy. I can't say I wouldn't have done the same. Oh, I was scared. I was like, we are going to get in trouble. No, that's just <laughs> where you're like. Yeah. I do not want to be involved. Like, it just makes you uncomfortable. It's like, why can't we just? Be normal. Yeah. I uh, I posted, just talking about little kid stuff, I posted a picture yesterday of uh, my brother's birthday party. I think we've talked about this before. I think it was my brother's like seventh birthday, so I'm probably 10 in the picture or something. And we got a chimp, like a baby chimp, to come to our house, mm-hmm. just in our backyard, playing on the swing set, climbing the tree. It was in a dress, hanging out. And there's a great picture. I Did it smoke cigarettes? It didn't. Oh. We were very disappointed. Yeah, cool. No unicycle either. I was kind of pissed. Cool. It smoked. Right. <laughs> Think about what we know about chimps now. Yeah. And, I mean, it was super young, so I think that's I fine. Think that's Once the they key. mature, it's uh, a problem. But this thing was as strong as like a man. Like it was climbing all over the place. And I'm just thinking about that. Like there were, if I was ten, my brother was seven. We had like little children younger than us around too. There's a chimp running around, man. It's kind of scary. Think about what could have happened. Yeah, I think the key to what you said there is that it was a younger super young chimp and not as it. You know, wearing a dress. Yeah, it had a dress on. A chimp in a dress. I got a picture of it. What was it? A girl. Pulling up. Yeah. Well, what if it wasn't? Well, it doesn't matter. Their body, their choice. Yeah, that's fine. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I say uh, I don't. It's on my Facebook. I don't know if Gardner can pull it up, but here, Carly, I'll show you. This is a, this is good radio. Good pod. Barb uh-huh. wears dresses. That's a dog in a dress. Well, that's her choice. Animals you dress her up. Dresses. Uh, it's not really her choice. I do it anyway. There was uh, one day, uh, the, the Chihuahua I had mentioned before, uh, uh, Louie, 
in my neighborhood, uh, a gentleman who owns Louie, uh, dressed him up in three different outfits one day. Oh, my gosh. And I finally stopped him, and I said, what the hell are you doing? This isn't a Madonna concert. It's a dog. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh, wow. Look at you in your backwards hat. <laughs> what, are you wearing a Dodger shirt in that one? Dodger shirt, and probably it looks like a White Sox fitted uh, hat. You had a bunch of oh, different yeah. sports teams. Oh, that was whenever Azure. I would wear... Yeah. That was my whole thing. Now I was like, if I don't root for the team, I won't touch it. Yeah. And that's a weird... That's, I understand that age. That was like, I need a Buffalo Bills jacket. Oh, you know A starter co- jacket. Do you know how many Colorado Rockies hats I had because mm. it said CR? Christopher Ryan. Oh. Uh, yeah, every single one. Are the Mariners... Like, how many Mariners hats were sold because of King Griffey Jr.? Oh, and when they did the uniform switch, too. Yeah. They're like tennis ball looking it thing. Was like, oh, yes. I got to get this. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. Yeah, I'm e- I'm easy. Yeah, uh, you can get me on that. <laughs> Speaking of easy, counseling mm-hmm. easy to access right here in St. Louis. Oh. stlouiscounseling.org. Check out the website. Be sure to visit them. Check out the podcast. Mental health matters. They were in here yesterday. That was hilarious. I love that they had two counselors on their show, mm-hmm. and the counselors looked to be thirty-ish. Right? They were they were under forty, maybe twenty-five to forty, whatever. So they knew who T.J. Biller was, and uh, we recorded this thing yesterday, and they walk out of their podcast. I just has to, That has to be so funny for people that spend all day in an office to walk out, and T.J. Miller's walking into the same studio. They stopped and got pictures and everything. It was pretty funny because of uh, T.J. explaining he had enough mental health people on his <laughs> staff already. Started listing them. <laughs> he did. I got this on the West Coast, this on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. I have this on the West Coast and this on the East Coast. Plus, I have this. Like you just started. That's like number two. My all-time favorite will be Sinbad in here holding court in our office, and the UPS guy walks in and goes, and just stopped. Yeah. He's like, that's, and I was like, it is. When I think of Sinbad, I'll, I'll always think of Tommy Mosslander. And the infamous. Trying to ha- shake his hand and completely screwing it up. Yeah, that's something I'll always remember. Sinbad mm. coming at him like this. Tommy oh, no. didn't know what to do oh, and no. just oh, no. covered his hand like oh, it was that. Brutal. And I it was it was actually it happened right where Carly is sitting. That's right. Careful. Ah. We, should, we should put a plaque there. <laughs> this is the infamous moment. That and the, I wasn't recording at all and I watched it happen. And like I it was so funny I did it was so funny I couldn't laugh right away. Yeah. Like I was just like in. in awe. And I had to at one, but then I realized how funny it was, and I had to turn because they were both in the room, and I just couldn't start laughing. It's amazing. Oh, what um, a moment. Real quick, um, we've got uh, one of the big shout out to uh, Gastro Pit. Had a fun show there last night. Sophie's was a blast last night. Uh, Packed House was a really good time. Uh, we'll have an announcement for some new events next week. That's exciting. We've got mm. a big. Uh, some comedy-related stuff, some uh, other types of things. But, again, this Saturday, Travis and I will be at Bacchanalian Ball. Come check us out. be a good time. Uh, Carly, what's going on in your world? We need to just keep uh, keep watching you at Blues Games, check out the Instagram. Yeah. What do you need? What do you have going on? Anything? What's up with your world? Just follow my Instagram to okay. keep up with my Upper deck. stupid self. Yeah. That's, I like that. Uh, we've got the conversation with T.J. Miller. Uh, again, he's at Helium Comedy Club all weekend long. Had a blast. Shout out to Pappy's for supplying us with some barbecue. You'll see that. We enjoy some Pappy's that uh, T.J. called in. You'll see That's this. That's awesome. It was really nice. Yeah. 
Do you have uh, any leftovers in the fridge? No, he took it. That's why he oh. got it. He was like, because he's trying, he's, we talk about it. He's trying to slim down for a roll or something. He says cutting weight. Cutting weight. And I like yeah. to say cutting weight. It treats <laughs> it like a fight, he said. Uh, but he uh, he likes it because he can take it back to the room, pick on it. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm a he, I'm also a picker. Yeah, you'll hear it in the conversation. He sent me down a rabbit hole last night on the uh, uh, dating procedures in Scandinavian countries. Oh my gosh, that was so crazy. Here he is. He's a. He's I'm like, a oh genius. my god, this is a like. He's doing comedy. And what, what in it makes Europe. me realize is just how I've talked about this before, like. Especially in the United States, we have this isolationist thinking at times where outside of our bubble, we have no clue. Correct. Just no clue. And like you would hear when you hear how it's done in other places, you're like, oh, God, like, you know, our way is the best. You don't know that. Mm -hmm. um, but what you realize is there's a lot of different ways to get things done. Yeah, absolutely. And this that the way that he describes some of them might fit. A lot of the people that we know, probably. Right. That's very true. <laughs> Where, you know, the dating part comes a little after other activities. Yeah. Or marriage even comes after children. Um, so just the order of things is a little different. It is, too. And he breaks it down. It's very But he, he sent me down a rabbit hole. I'm sitting there at the bottom. Like, they do what? Oh, my God. Researching. Yeah. I'm sitting there yelling at people. Like, Come look at this. Come look at this. That's so funny. Well, Gardner, I hope you have uh, some fun things planned this weekend. You're going to pile on any crazy food? Um, I am going to go to dinner tonight with my friends, uh, Kathy and Sean. Like and the Sean? The Sean. My friend oh Sean. Oh, my you gosh. Carly remembers Sean. He's the voice of Dogs on Film. Yeah. Um. And then uh, we're going to dinner, and then we are taking in some comedy. Comedy. Oh, you're going to go to the Gaslight uh, yeah. for Yale show. Yeah. You got Gaslight Theater. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause Fun. It's, it's just a couple blocks from my apartment. So I was like, hey, what are you guys doing? Very cool. Okay, fine. Way to support Yale. All right. Carly, Gardner, great work. We're going to get out of here. We're going to be back live Monday at 8 a.m. Here's myself. I don't know how to do this. Here's uh, me with TJ Miller. Can we get, can we get a bar, one more barb? One more barb flash? B-hole, maybe? Oh, boy. Can we get more barb B-hole? Yeah, well, like you must. Okay. Okay. This is why Oh. we okay. are the uh, oh. content oh, yeah. generator for oh. the new generation. Oh, boy. Is she? Okay. Oh, oh. yep. Yep, that's oh, it. Oh, no. This, oh. Is, this is a problem. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy TJ Miller with me, Chris Denman, one on one. Oh, you did so good. Post production on the cool ass hair. That's right. We are live. Chris Denman, TJ Miller, one on one, TJ to Helium Comedy Club. All weekend long. Get tickets before they sell out. He sells out everywhere, including theaters. Every single place. Of all time. Of all ever. Time. What what's going on with the tour, man? Everything going well. I know you're busy acting. You're living in New York. You just booked a uh, a European tour. That's I pretty did. fantastic. How's that headphones treating you? Is there a way to turn these down just a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Hold tight. Oh, well, I see. You're in control over check, there. Check, check, now check, check. Now I get it. Check, check, check. Better, better. Further down. Are we getting there? Better. Are we there yet? There, Hello. That's perfect. TJ Miller. It's perfect. Mid-Coast Studio. That's right. We take care of our folks. We're about to... We're in St. Louis. There's about to be pappies right here in front Man, of us. That barbecue is so serious. And I thought you were trying to trim down, but the order you just placed... 
is something I would order, and I am not trying to trim down. I don't. No, why you, would you trim down anyway? It's, you try. Uh, you try a little bit, and okay. then you take it home and uh, you eat it for breakfast. <laughs> you take it home, and then you cry into a pillow because you can't finish it all due to yeah. obligations in the future. You can't finish it all. Yeah. Now, um, what you do is, well, you don't eat any carbohydrates, no sugar. Okay. Um, really, you can just eat meat and cheese and vegetables. And you have to stop eating six hours before you go to sleep. How's that work? What do you mean? How's it work for you doing that? I mean, you cut a lot of weight. Trim you down. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy when you do that too. And then like, do you ever have the, uh, I eat like a pig and then I go through these up and downs where I can drop it. You're a big guy too. Like tall dudes, we can drop 40, 50 pounds and people are like, oh, you dropped a little weight. It's like that dropped half of you. Yeah. I mean, that's, what's weird is if you get into this place where you flip your metabolism and you wake up really hungry. And then you're uh, not eating four to six hours before you go to sleep. You yep. can drop like two or three pounds a night. Absolutely. It's I've, crazy. I've, I've been there before. Uh, we were talking about that. You selling out everywhere. I like the business of, uh, of comedy, the European tour you just booked. Give me some background on that. Like when you head over there, is that going to be more people that know you? I mean, you've been touring for a while doing stand-up. Somebody, but... somebody sort of, uh, they just, they came, a promoter there came to CAA just my agency, and they said, you know, do you, would he want to do a Scandinavian tour? And they asked me, and I said, yeah, absolutely. But I didn't think that, I said, well, do they speak English? And I said, yeah, they all speak English. I mean, they have different languages, Norwegian, you know, Swedish, uh, Dutch, Danish. Right. But they all watch so much American television, and it's all subtitled, I guess. Got it, yeah. And so they all sort of, and they study English in school. And so because they all study it, they know it. You just have to slow it down a little bit. Right. Just a little bit. <laughs> and then they kind of get it. So that was really interesting. And I sold out, I sold like 600 tickets or 800 tickets in uh, Oslo at the Folketeatret. Of course. And then I sold out Bergen, Norway, and then Stavanger, Norway, and um, did Amsterdam, Copenhagen, um, Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, now when I go back, I'm adding Antwerp, uh, Berlin in Germany, Madrid in Spain, uh, and then the United Kingdom. So London, Manchester, Ireland. And Glasgow, Scotland. Is there is there a notable difference whenever you're? I mean, with the I, I don't know, are, are audiences slower to the take on some of the punchlines? Yeah, I mean, this is my first actual full European tour, but in Scandinavia, you had to sort of slow it down. I did a show in Paris, and that was very. I mean, that was. I really had to. I found myself doing really pathetic things, like acting things out a little bit. Dude. So I'd be like, "Do you ever?" Do you ever wake up and you wake up and you've had a nightmare? You know, you've had a oh, nightmare, and it, it felt stupid, but it really helped. It, yeah. You know? And so you see people kind of figuring out, you know, okay, well that's funny. This is, but it's, it's a, um, I don't know. It's it's really weird, and you don't make uh, any money. That's what people don't understand. Is you go, and you either break even. I was talking to Tom Segura about that. You either break even or you lose money. Some people lose money and I'll end up going out there and only making, you know, a little bit of, I'll make less money on the entire European tour than I would doing just one weekend in the United States. Is that, they don't give you a percentage of the door. They only give you, um, a flat rate. 
So how does that, so your business, from a business standpoint, would that be to grow your European audience because it makes it better for your brand as a whole? Well, I think it's a bunch of things. I think it's really fun to go to Europe. There you go. Um, it builds the uh, European audience mm -hmm. for sure. But I mean, I've, yeah, yeah. And, um, and then it's, it's just nice for the narrative to sort of say, instead of I tour 50 weeks a year in the United States, which is real, um, you're also, you know, you're sort of an international touring comedian. So it's just a different level of, not everybody can sell tickets internationally. So that's right. part of sort of the levels of being a standup. And then I, uh, but I, I heard, I heard from a couple of people that these big bands, like very famous bands will go on these tours and bring their families, each of them. And the cost of bringing their families makes it just a break even deal or some of them lose money. I guess. And then I guess you get the experience of bringing your family to Europe and well, so you don't have to pay to go to it. Europe. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the thing is like Kate will come with me for not the whole tour. Cause she's got a lot going on right now for, and like in her world, mm -hmm. installation art, which I don't totally understand, but I'm not the cultured one. I was in the emoji movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and but she'll you know she'll come for probably scandinavia and then um one of her best friends lives in amsterdam so she'll come for the netherlands portion of it um and then i'd like her to come to berlin but that's really cool because we kind of get to go to europe for free so instead of losing money by not doing stand-up and going to europe which is what we did which and i was really happy about this she was in a an installation art festival in Avignon, France, which is the south of France. That's how I got to do the show in Paris. But she was there, uh, you know, she installed and then was showing for a month. And that's four weekends that I'm not working and we're paying to be right. in France. So it's, you know, it's a toss up. You have to do that sometimes when it's her work and it's not about me working. But this is going to be a time that we'll be able to, you know, and I've, that never, works out then. I've never really been to Berlin. So and I'm going to, this time I can stay a couple of days. You know, I should say the Scandinavian tour, I did a different show every single night. And so I didn't really get to spend much time anywhere. And that was because it really was going to be a loss if, right. I, if I did. But this time I'll be able to take a day in between every two gigs about. That's pretty fantastic. And you were talking about Tom Segura saying it's great. I've known friends that uh, have toured over there. Yeah, he played Paris just, and did really, really well, too. That, and that's who... Uh, but Paris was weird. And at the end of it, I got a standing ovation. I didn't know if they understood it or not. At the end <laughs> of it, I got a standing ovation. And then I had to come out to do three encore bows. Because they just kept clapping. It was really weird. And the third one, I just started playing the slide trombone to Jay-Z's N-Words in Paris. <laughs> Perfect. But it was... Uh, it was pretty funny that and then in oslo oh man they just i i just was bombing on stage i was just eating it and they were just like <laughs> and kate was there and she was just looking being like oh god he really he feels like he's bombing right now he just looks he's sweating i was sweating and then i talked about a bar that we had gone to this really cool like weird record bar and so we went over across the way from the Fokentheater and we went into this bar and a bunch of people from the audience had come over and they came up to me. They're like, that was the funniest thing we've ever seen in our lives. It was so funny. And people would say, my sides are hurting. My... Well, we'd also read a book about Norwegian culture. Norwegians yeah. are really weird. So, so like cold they, don't, fish. they don't laugh really. 
So they kind of go, uh, like for us, if you were like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, all right, all right, oh, yeah. Uh, a Norwegian would laugh like this for that. <laughs> and that's real. That's not an exaggeration. In the book, they talk about how they just, they won't ever say hi to each other. You never talk to a Norwegian in the elevator. Do we call this stoic? Yeah, it's yeah. stoic, but it's even a level, there's a, it's a uh, pragmatic stoicism, I guess, because there's a practicality to, when you leave work in the United States, you say, good night, have a great weekend, all that stuff. They will never say that. They'll leave silently because they don't want to interrupt what you're doing because they don't need to say goodbye. That's and you wouldn't talk to a stranger in an elevator. Just like to get to know each other, they don't say like, hey, we're having trivia night. Come have drinks with us, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you're at work and something like that. They have what's called a dugnod. And a dugnod is where you go and you do some practical task together, like cleaning up the park or painting the fence around your apartment. And during the dugnod, you don't talk about... Um, you don't talk about like, uh, you know, so how's your mother or how's your family? Because you, uh, you, they would be like, why? Did you hear something? Did something happen? You would say things about that. So you would say, oh, you picked up a lot of garbage and I have room in my garbage bag. Do you want to put some of the garbage in my bag? And that's how you would interact until maybe you got along well enough after doing three or four of these dugnods. To then, yes, it's very strange, um, to, I, I, to then maybe hang out socially, but the way that you know you've become friends is they take you to their hita, which is a hut, which to, in our parlance is a cabin in okay. the woods, and then you like shit outdoors and cook stuff over a fire with them and they don't have electricity. And that's like how they bond. But that's like, that feels like it could be like a much more real connection, right? I think there's a possibility there. The one thing they do that's really weird is they, first of all, they get blackout drunk every weekend. Nice. So starting on Friday night, they just are so drunk till Monday morning. And, but it's all because they're so uncomfortable around each other. That's the only way. So the way that you meet a woman is you would go to a bar and if you're blackout drunk and she's blackout drunk, you would meet and then you would go home and have sex that night. And then if she likes you, she'd tell you the next bar that she's going to next weekend. And then you would meet at that bar, you go home, you have sex. Like it's that direct. And after about four or five times having sex, you might ask her for her phone number and then maybe ask her out on a date. This is just commonplace. But if you said to somebody, um, if you asked a girl, do you want to go to dinner? She would think that was super fucking forward. Like that, that was, that's a weird it's like, approach. It's like, you're not even slurring. Dickhead. It would be, yeah. it would be the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She would be like, what are you drunk? You're asking me out <laughs> to dinner, but it would be the same as you telling a girl, like, you want to go home and fuck, but they're all sort of these Norwegian athletics. So they're not, you know, we, we sort of have to drink a bottle of whiskey to get the courage and then we can't achieve an erection. And then we apologize <laughs> And you hope that you had paid enough for the dinner and it was a nice enough dinner and your conversation was good you. enough that she'll forgive you and try and have sex with you again. It's the opposite because they have to kind of at dinner be like, like I had a joke when I was there that it would be, they would sort of, uh, uh, they would do stuff like this. You know, it, 
the nightmare for a Norwegian couple is just to be like sitting there in silence eating dinner for the first time. It's like their version of whiskey dick. It's like, uh, and the guy's like, so do you like the fish? And the girl goes, yeah. No, I, I didn't say, is that fish? I said, uh, do you like the fish? And she's like, yeah. That's a fucking wet whiskey dick for Norwegians. That is a failed erection <laughs> and a girl feeling like it's her fault. That's the American sexual nightmare is a Norwegian social nightmare. It's the inverse in that way. So I did a lot of material on Norway, and I'll do that when I go back. And I'm starting to understand sort of Stockholm... And, but the Scandinavians have a weird, where the Danish make fun of the Swedish and the Norwegians, the Norwegians make fun of the Swedish and the Danish, and the Swedish make fun of the Norwegians and the Danish. And there is, um, they're all, you look Scandinavian, are you Swedish? Uh, look, I have some Swedish accent. Okay, you got real non-committal about that. Well, I forgot to turn on my mic. Uh, I have a... <laughs> Chris Gardner, everybody. Yes, uh, yes I do have Swedish uh, lineage, yes. Yeah, it's, but Scandinavian. Cause yeah. You look like a Viking. Maybe it's just the hair. Scandinavian, so, Swedish yeah, as well. Wizard yeah. yeah, so, and what's funny about that is Swedish is Scandinavian. But the thing is, is that uh, lots of people don't know that. And I'm, uh, I have a, I'm, my family on my father's side were the Olsons, and that's all Swedish. Yeah. But they have one, they have these jokes that are interchangeable. You just, you know, like we have like a, we don't do them anymore really, but like a priest, a rabbi, and yeah. a, somebody walks into a bar. Um, they have one where it's like a Dane, a Swede, and a Norwegian. And then it's the same joke, but they switch who's being made fun of. Got it. So the Norwegian's like a country bumpkin. And the Dane is like a, a sort of a weird, kind of just a weird eccentric character. And then the Swede is like a really rich, uppity Mercedes Armani exchange clothing. The problem is Norway found oil like oh boy. five years ago or 10 years ago. And so now they're way richer <laughs> than the people right. in Sweden, but they still kind of do the jokes the same. But the new making fun of them is that the Norwegians don't know what to spend the money on. So they just buy a bigger heater and more firewood, get a larger box to shit in outdoors. This is actually like I'm because they don't care about clothing or any of that kind of stuff. Really? Yeah, because that's not how they were. They've been brought up traditionally. Yeah. And then the Norwegians. I mean, we can talk about other things. Obviously, no, no, no. But, break it um, down. The Norwegians. Uh, they. Um, He's worked with Steven Spielberg, but I would love to. Uh, yeah, right, to hear right. About Norwegian. And I've got a great Steven Spielberg joke or a great story. And uh, a joke, Steven Spielberg, a Norwegian and a Dane walk into a bar. <laughs> and so th it's a very, um, there's this very funny like uh, thing about the way they see, well, what's important to them and what's not. So I did this show in Norway and it was in um, Bergen, I think. Yeah. And so Bergen is on the west, uh, yeah, the west coast of Norway and Oslo is more east. So Oslo is more like eastern Germany. And uh, Bergen and Stavanger are more like um, uh, like the UK, like, that makes like, sense. like yeah. Western Europe. And so um, in Bergen, they were like, all the Oslo people are like, oh, they're just crazy. They're, they're always drunk. They think they're so much more fun than us. 
then you go and you're there and like they're so drunk and they're so much more fun than the Rosa. <laughs> now I love the Oslonians. That's not what you call them, I'm sure. But I think that's that's I official. Mean, it's close enough. Mm -hmm. The Oslites, and uh, so it was. We were kind of, uh, you know, I was meeting people and taking pictures afterwards. Not Adam Carolla style, but I, you know, there were. It was a packed house, so I doing the I VIP. stuck around. Yeah, yeah. I was just hanging, and. Um, I was taking pictures with people and they were asking me questions. Oh, I enjoy you in this. And, all that. and then one of them goes, uh, this, it's, uh, this group of guys and the little guy, the littlest guy, he was like, Hey, for the picture, you want to pick me up and hold me like a baby? And I said, what? And he said, it'd be really funny if you pick me up and you hold me like a baby. And all his buddies were like, yeah. I said, I'm no, I don't want to do that. And he's like, okay, so we take the picture as he's leaving. He's like, you sure you don't want to hold me like a baby? It's going to be really funny. And I said, no, I don't. So then this couple comes up and they go, they go, um, hey, the girl goes, hey, I was going to ask you a question. I said, okay. And she said, it's kind of a weird question. I said, it's not weirder than the last one I got. She said, um, can you, can you pick my boyfriend up? And I said, what? Uh, and then I realized she meant literally. So yeah. she was saying, can you try and pick up my boyfriend? And she said, because um, uh, I think you can pick him up and he doesn't think that you can. What's and I said, here? I'm not going to do that. Then the next couple comes Shut and up. she says, I'm, I have a weird question for you. I said, it's definitely not weirder than the last two questions <laughs> I've had. Because this has been a weird night tonight. And she said, can you try and, uh, or sorry, can my boyfriend try and pick you up? Because I don't think that he can pick you up, but I think that, uh, that he, that he, that he, he thinks that he can. Is this like a wacky? So I didn't get it at all. I was like, this is so weird. But then I realized it's a Viking culture where strength is as important as intelligence. Right. So because I'm a big guy, people are like, can I pick this guy up? And the guys are like, yeah, I can pick him up. Or he couldn't pick me up. And the girls are like, I bet he could pick you up. Or like, you couldn't pick him up. That's a thing. And then the little guy was little and Norwegian. So he had to be funny. And one of the ways that he was funny is like, I'm little. So I'm like a baby. Yeah. And you're like, so hold me like a baby. And all his friends thought that was really funny. So that's, and then... I did a little more research just because I, I like learning about the places I perform. And Norway is where they started the strong world's strongest man. Team. Yeah. So all the lifting of the tractor tires that don't make sense makes... and the carrying of the logs and the pulling of the cars and the airplanes, that all is Norwegian. And they have a race called Carry Your Wife Race. Great name, by the way. Yeah. Explains it all for you. It's like the film I just did, Underwater. Where does it take place? <laughs> and um, and they carry their wives, right? And they run as far, and whoever can get the farthest distance while carrying the wife—that makes you a better performer, knowing all that stuff. So, like, you're. you're well, not I think just... it helps. I I can kind of riff. So, like in Paris, I was only there one day. I think we got there the night before, and then I woke up and just kind of rode the subway and went to go see stuff. Kate was like working and having meetings, and that night I did like twenty minutes. On, um, yeah, I did like a full 20 minute set just on, um, uh, Paris and they couldn't believe it. I think that's why I got a standing ovation. They couldn't believe it. And it was all really right on, but I do that everywhere I go. So I'll talk about St. Louis. I'll talk about, 
I'll talk about pappies, you know, sure. make that joke and all that stuff. I actually wish I had gone because then I'd be able to talk about the actual. Kind of Instead, it. I'll talk about the podcast. There you go. And um, I think that'll go over super well. I think people are going to love it. People are talking. The Swedes enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> the Oslonians. That's right. Uh, Oslots. And the Oslots. <laughs> <You> fucking Oslot. <laughs> um, that's what they call somebody who goes to dinner on the first date, a fucking Oslot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't do that here. It's disgusting. I didn't raise you. an ostlut. Yeah, I raised I raised a woman to fuck five or six times <laughs> before she has dinner. That's right, and ten before they meet the parents. Um, I'm gonna, I'll pay for the pappies because I'm gonna use that joke in ostlut, <laughs> okay. the ostlut joke. Okay, great. Um, so <laughs> that's the, that. That would be about what my. Uh, that's my, your beat. That's what it was. That's his beat. rate. Yeah. I do a half slab for a joke, and that's then right. I do burn ends for the tag. <laughs> you know what you need. Comics, go through St. Louis, do this okay podcast, and you'll get a new joke. Just feed the fat ass. Like, that's is, all you have to do. This is not an okay. I'd say it's pretty good. That's a great podcast. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Do you think of yourself as a, when you say a bigger guy, do you think of yourself as a heavy set fella? Man, I, you do, in, in my head, like, I don't think of it. I always think of myself when I'm like, so I did, like, um, some amateur MMA stuff, and I always picture myself as, like, 220 Chris That that's, like, jacked yeah but i'm not and so yes when i realize it so when i'm How skinny you? six three and a half with no shoes on yeah oh okay whoa everyone calm the fuck down that. <laughs> that's right no so i just say six three yeah, yeah. six three no you yeah. don't right here and you always say right with here. no shoes hey, on I was dead. Always, we did it we every did it effing time dude Who's my little brother height and bare feet yes, we, my little brother's like six seven and my dad's wow. six two at christmas this is the most hoosier thing ever we took our shoes off and we're like let's just see how tall we all actually are wow, <laughs> like our girlfriend his wife is there man and that's the thing it's uh it's definitely uh yeah it was weird now that i think about it but yeah part so, of the culture of guy, it. man that's yeah. that, the the Hoosiers are the uh, Norwegians of the United That's, States. Isn't that we, like? Is that why we say that, Gardner? Because we say Hoosier, like we mean hillbilly when we say Hoosier. Like, is that what Hoosiers yeah, right, in Indiana Nick. means? But it also is. No, no, but it's, it's such there. a big basketball culture. True. So being tall is so important in the sense that think how important basketball is. Right. But yeah, I have that thing where I just think of myself as a big guy, not like a fat old grouch. Yeah. Um. But I think some people look at me and they're like, you're like a big guy. And I'm like a guy, I see my, like I did this morning television show and there are these kickboxers and they're like, go ahead and punch the bag. And I was like, okay, you want me to just kind of, they're like, just punch it as hard as you can. I was like, okay. And so I hit it and uh, both of them fell over with the bag <laughs> because I don't know. I think in their mind, they were like this old, you this know, actor guy. this old, this old pig rig. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Special but delivery. But I see myself more as a toddler-bodied man who has quite a bit of power behind a punch, apparently. Right. And it's Pappy speaking <laughs> of the deacon. Michael from Helium, that's great Michael, work, how are man. You? Thank you, dude. Uh, this is the big stuff. You know, it's funny. We we're like, yeah, we're cutting weight, so we didn't get too much. Uh, and the bag is as tall. <laughs> this bag is six foot one without shoes on. <laughs> it never wears shoes. Uh, but in actuality, it's only two things. This is happening. Yeah, fuck, fuck Bert's eating show on all things comedy. We've got it. We've got to figure it out here. On all things comedy. I said, I said eating show. I believe it's uh, <laughs> eating show. <laughs> it's food show. Hot wings. <laughs> <laughs> the Let's consumption <laughs> on his consumption YouTube channel. <laughs> his consumption YouTube channel. I think that's perfect. 
So, uh, so no. is, is the Food Network now going to be the Eating Network? The Eating Network. That's what I say. No, I know exactly what you're eating, talking about. That's right. They so, should call it that. <laughs> I don't want to just more. like you don't call this pig. You call it pork. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what you Because you don't want to be like, oh, you know, you're going to. So whenever. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. So here's something. I get this when I'm a certain weight. I get the, uh, hey, big fella. Sorry there. Look out. And people are like, oh, hey, take it easy, big guy. The reality is, when I'm in shape, I would fuck you up way quicker. My fat ass, I get, like, three swings. It's going to suck if I hit you. But also, yeah, like, you could suck. also get out of the way, and I'd be winded really fast. <laughs> yeah, tough spot. <laughs> um, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I think that, oh, here's the rack of ribs. Here you go. What do we got here? We got. Fuck that eating show. <laughs> That's the burn-in. Kreischer, we're coming for you. That's the burn-in's burn the turkey. burn the turkey. And you're going ribs. Let's start with ribs. You got green beans. Coleslaw. A lot going on. But I, uh, I I think that's right. I think the time when I go, geez, I need to cut weight. And I don't call it losing weight. I call it cutting weight. That's right. But when I need to cut weight. Treat films like a fight. Just in general. Right, truly. Um, when I sort of need to cut weight in general uh, is when people start, people that you don't know very well start patting you on the tummy. I have the best, yes. That's I've, not okay. I, I have the best example of those. But you ready? But they just think that if you're rotund enough, it's like they want to give it a little something from the olden days that, of their childhood. And that's why I'm going to eat these green beans first. I'm going to have uh, a green bean. I'm going yeah, to make I'm sure I'm going I eat. straight for the meat. The meat of it. Pappy's great work. Wow. I have the best example of that ever. You ready for this? So you follow football at all or did you ever? Uh, no and no. Okay. Picture a uh, six foot seven, 340 pound That's athlete. That's why you wear Carhartt pants. <laughs> Perfect. This guy, Orlando Pace, he's a Hall of Famer for the Rams. They played here. We were working on a project with him doing like, this video just, thing. I know just enough to know that the Rams played here. Yeah, they <laughs> did. You can use that tonight. Played in this city, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right. They, they left unceremoniously. Orlando Pace is very famously a giant person, right? Right. So we worked with him on a couple of things. And whenever he started, when he got comfortable with me, he knew me better. Every time I'd walk in, he'd go, Big Chris, my man. Really? And I was like, the fucking number one overall draft pick from 1997. He's calling you the big man. He's calling me big man. And that's when I had to like go on a 60 pound like loss. Like that that's was amazing. the wake up one. Have you, have you lost 60 pounds? <laughs> You're like, how big were you? Yes, I have since. Really? Uh, I got my biggest, man. Yeah, food's good. Look at those ribs. How do, how are we feeling? Mm. Texture. Get in there. I All think, right. Yeah, this is the fall off the bone stuff. See, Kate's a pescatarian, so when I'm in town, which is three days a week, I eat um, pescatarian. I'm around a dietitian quite a bit who doesn't eat beef or pork, and I feel like the second she's not in the room, I'm ordering beef and pork. I'm like, really? I'm going to rectify this situation. Well, I'm to me, this stuff is, uh, I don't know. To me, I prefer, I, I, I like meat, but I understand why she doesn't eat it. So I don't really eat it around her. Unless it's something that's, that's like really good. Yeah. You know, and is, or is a specialty. That's a big one for me. Um, do we feel like this is a specialty yeah. at the moment? I do. This is, this is I wouldn't. If St. Louis wasn't known for its ribs, I would not eat. Um, I would not eat a hamburger here. You know what I mean? But right. when I'm in Pittsburgh, I have to have a Primanti Brothers mm-hmm. sandwich, a Capricola and cheese. The great uh, Dave Damashek for uh, NFL Network is, has went on and on about the Pittsburgh for that Primanti's, right? So That's the real good. deal. Yeah, yeah. 
What's your uh, in Europe? What are your go-to food spots? In Europe, <laughs> what do you would you eat the fermented fish? In I'm the... not that. Uh, yeah, they put the shark. They bury the shark after urinating on it. <laughs> this is real. I'm really. I'm not joking. They bury the fish after urinating on it, and then they. Um, uh, yeah, get in here, buddy. <laughs> I know. I'm not gonna have any more ribs. This, but I'm, this I'm is the best this one. Um, um, you know, I know I'm not cultured enough to. But I've had that shark. What I like from Norwegian food is the fish. It's like herring, all their sort of pickled fish. They've been and doing that for the rest of the time. But like in England, I don't really need to eat fish and chips there. No, we do it fine here. You know, we do it great here. And then where's the other? That's pretty much it. I mean, you got to get sushi in Japan. That's right. not in Europe. How does comedy play? In... But in Spain, it's like we don't really need pa paella. No. Do you? Um, but in Brussels, you got to have the mussels. And only because it rhymes. That was my next question. Mm. In Asia, does uh, are you doing military? <laughs> are you doing military bases, or is it for Asian crowds? Well, Japan, we just went to go. But um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna do a USO tour. But you also can do expat shows in Singapore. Good point. And uh, Seoul, Korea, and Beijing. And I want to do Hong Kong really badly because they all speak English. I'm trying to think the most difficult place for a comic that, and they understood your English. I wonder what the most difficult culture would be to to connect with. That they would if be, they understood English. If they understand, they still understand Japan. English. Japan. For sure. Norway. Norway's really different, but they know a lot about American culture. Right. So. Uh, I don't know. I would think like, um, hmm. yeah. This is the best. That's <laughs> so funny. This is the best. After we were just watching, yeah, that's so funny. But um, Norway, and then, uh, but they know enough about America. But I think Japanese, they like, have you ever seen their game shows? Yes, you have. Mm -hmm. They're insane. They're just in a different world. It's yeah. like the inverse of New York. I always notice that. Tokyo. I watch, uh, I watch mixed martial arts and stuff. Whenever they had pride in Japan, the crowds were super quiet, and you they were respectful. Sumo wrestling. <laughs> you like a, wrestling? And, yeah. I'm a I'm a closet Asian file. No, <laughs> the uh, the MMA stuff. They would they would just and they would wait and they'd be super quiet and then a, a move was made and real quick they would clap and then back and then back to quiet. But that's what I'm respect. saying. They're like weird. It's not what you're used to. <laughs> I was about to. to say they're weird, respectful people. <laughs> no, it's just, it well, is. It's not what you're used to. No, it, it's got to be uh, interesting. So you brought up we brought up Spielberg before uh, we finish our food and, and get you out of here for your next thing. But brought up the Spielberg. Turkey's great too. Right, Turkey's great, and then uh, burn ends, man. They're doing yeah, the it right. Burn ends. Yeah, you had a hankering for turkey. Yeah, I'm glad you ordered it. I was worried I you weren't gonna. I didn't realize. So we had, I had barbecue in Texas. In Corpus Crispy, mm -hmm. as I call it, yeah. and um, it's clever. Might have been San Antonio, but it was um, it was called uh, Rudy's uh, BBQ. When I went there, I said, "What should you What should you get?" And they go, "Get the brisket and get the turkey." And I was like, "You don't. You're not supposed to get turkey at a barbecue place." They're like, "No, trust us." And they gave us a slice, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Right. And obviously, it's healthier for you. But now I always get the turkey to see what they're doing with it. I think they do a good job of happies with that. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Anything you don't like. Is there a bad order at a barbecue spot? Mm. 
sometimes the um if something's dry the pulled pork is almost always good but sometimes not burn ends is a good situation brisket you know what i'll be honest with you sometimes the ribs are the worst thing they don't do them right because you have a lot you have a high expectation for it that's what you're there for right so then the ribs aren't good and you're like oh geez i wish i would have ordered and i think a bad order at a rib place is any kind of sausage yeah good why? point yeah i think that's kind of low grade well why yeah even if they make it it's like why no that's not there's gonna do one it. place in the country it's in texas called elgin texas get in there hey how about some turkey and um in elgin texas they they're famous for their sausage as strange as that might sound um but it's fucking amazing yeah we went to one of the famous sausage places. I was filming Transformers 4. And then it was so good, we took Mike Judge back. Because he was in his ranch, and it's actually in Elgin, basically. And it was so good. But sometimes you do that, and then on the road, because you get burned on the road just enough times. Yeah. Just enough times where people are like, oh my god, best burger you'll ever have in Columbus. It's at this place. And then you go, and you're like... This is terrible quality meat. <laughs> this is just large. Right. And it's disgusting, but they don't have the standards. So I'm done now. I'm finished with the best pizza in St. Louis. You know? I'm kind of done with the best burger. Because you can't get it better than New York. But New York doesn't have barbecue. That's not something that we... There is no Primanti Brothers in right. New York City. And if you go to Chicago... You have deep dish because there's not deep dish pizza in. So if a region is specific to the food, I'll get behind that. But that's why being on the road is so unhealthy because you're like, got to try Pappy's. Well, yeah, you're not going to go try the best, uh, you know, fresh Salad. salmon and, mm -hmm. and broccoli wherever you go. That's not the thing you do. You got to go do the fun stuff. No one's famous for that. Although, played Alaska, ate salmon the whole time. Amazing. That would probably, you'd probably feel better too, right? It's almost like a, a lighter feeling, energy. You also have to be careful about this because if you eat sort of too much meat specifically, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be made into um, a gift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just play it out in a boomerang. Perfect. Um, then you're really weighed down for the show. But the idea is now I'll stop eating for the rest of the day and night. And then you got the show at Helium tonight. Yeah, I got a sh eight o'clock show at Helium. Eight o'clock. I won't go to sleep till midnight, so I probably won't eat for the next like ten hours. Yeah, yeah. This is fuel. You make that. Or happen. if you if you have something, um, it's got to just be really light to keep the digestion going. That's a it's good a weird point. thing. If I had my druthers, we didn't have press. Uh, and we all that, I would have eaten this for breakfast, all of this. Around 11 a.m. Not eat, yeah. And then uh -huh. just go with the rest of the day. It's, <laughs> do, you, do you drink still? Oh, not, not when not you're right cutting weight. Not when you're cutting weight. I was going to say, what's you the best drink to wash this stuff down? All... Oh, you got to go just a cold, shitty beer, right? Yeah, beer really goes well with barbecue, but I don't really drink a lot of beer. When I drink, I drink uh, gin and, and soda. Big guys, even, we can take 10 down at a time, man. Yeah, but even gin and water. But if you want to drink while you're cutting weight, <laughs> you have to replace a meal with it. That's a good and point. you can really only have one. Yeah. And, and I don't... You got to really enjoy that gin and water. 
I don't. I think I'm just gonna go no drink in yeah. that situation. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Did to you me. when you cut that much weight? Did you stop drinking? Uh, yeah, you kind of have to. You I have re- to. Yeah, I remember. It's really, and I did keto, basically keto, like you're talking and fasting and stuff like that. Yeah. To drop it quick because at the same time I don't have time to work. Well, I have. I didn't make time to work out super hard. So just changing up the diet that drastically gave you the results. You I were. just like I, I just walk. Yeah. I do I'll I'll do push-ups. I'll do like 35 push-ups four times a day. That's great. And then I just um I walk. I do like 10,000 to 20,000 steps. That's great. And you're in a you're in an area that you can walk around, check out the city, oh. kind of enjoy yourself. Hopefully the weather's not too bad for that. So, that's a good plan. Tapping I like, out. I like the turkey. He's a big turkey guy. Guys, Pappy's does turkey right. All right, before we get out I of really here. I really do. I like the, what did you think? What was your favorite? Uh, ribs? That, I think the ribs are mine. Yeah, just because it feels like ribs, more of a treat. Ribs are really, really good. Yeah. And then you wonder, was it because I had the ribs first and then the turkey last? <laughs> Damn it, TJ. Why didn't we assess this a little better? I don't know. We could have worked that out. It's great. The ribs are great, though. You want to, You want another one? You okay? I'm all right. I all think, right. yeah. We're good to dig in, man. Uh, <laughs> okay. Movies. Stand up, everything you've done. You've gotten to work with uh, Mike Judge that you were just talking about. Yes. Spielberg, Ready Player One. Yes. Uh, <laughs> even the Deadpool stuff. Yeah. For these people that touch people, that Cole's are not. generational talent. Because there's no uh, mayonnaise. That's right. Vinegar based. That's the way to wow. do it. Would Steven That's Spielberg the eat Louis the. Thing, right? I think so. Would Spielberg eat the green beans? What's he going for? Well, he's he was interesting. He Did, kind of. He loves, um, he loves Cheetos. He loves American things. Um, he, uh, but he, his wife, my wife really doesn't do this. Um, but his wife will sort of, thanks buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife will sort of do the, uh, Hey, you got to clean up your act deal. Uh. So every, every so often he'll go on kind of a more strict food regimen, but it's tough when you're doing, um, it's tough when you're doing the whole thing. I mean, you know, if you're if you're doing a movie, it's really, really tough to be healthy. It just is, and that's I think the same with the road. Um, but you know, he's a generally pretty healthy guy. I don't. The thing is, he's a dude that works so much. Right. I don't know that he always takes time. Kate does this. You know, you gotta sometimes you don't take time to eat, and then you're so hungry, and you'll eat whatever's in front of you. It's all over. Um. But he's, you know, I think one of the great things, nice shot, thrown like a true Hoosier. Um, he's a guy who, I just keep cleaning this up. This is great. This is uh, <laughs> full service. Um, so he's a guy who, so Ryan Reynolds, when he's like in shape, he had like a week off from filming. And Josh Brolin was like, ah, fuck, Ryan, fucking Ryan. And I was like, what? Because he wasn't there. He was, he fucking sent me a picture from New York. He's eating a piece of pizza. And it's like, that's those dudes' life. They cannot eat pizza. They can't even have And a when slice. they do, they gloat about it. Right. So that's why I'm like, I don't know that I could. But, you know, cutting weight, it's like, I can't eat pizza. I love pizza. Sure. But I'm gonna not. You can't eat any pizza, or any carbohydrates, anything. No, you can't. Not even grains. You can't even eat fruit. I mean, did you eat fruit? No. Take this, like, it's it's gonna be it sugar. crazy about the sugar, right? 
Yeah. That's tough too, because if you did like a sustained thing, sugar or uh, fruit's great for you. It's got all the vitamin stuff, but yeah, for the for the quick drop, the you quick can't cut. And um, what you're supposed to do uh, from Colorado is eat like nuts and just berries, things that you would find. Yeah. So you're not gonna have cantaloupe every day. No, in the Paleolithic <laughs> era, they weren't eating a grapefruit every. They didn't have a grapefruit yeah. tree. They were just like, oh, have this with sugar. <laughs> <laughs> just bananas Ridiculous. pumped up and from I, Monsanto. My joke is, it's not, I exaggerate, but like, to me, a glass of orange juice, a bottle of orange juice is the craziest thing in the world. Yes. You wouldn't sit down and eat seven oranges. <laughs> just sit Never. there in the morning and just eat seven, or on the third orange, you'd be like, what am I doing? A glass of orange juice is like six oranges. It's insane. And it, yeah, and nowhere in nature would that ever happen. So it's weird that the whole smoothie culture, Kate's like smoothie. I, I You can have the green. That's a good way to do it is the green juice that doesn't sure. have anything. Can't even have apple juice in it. No. Um, but if you get sort of just a vegetable kind of smoothie deal, that's fine. But these people that are getting the peach, mango, berry, blast, strawberry with Snickers. the protein. Yeah, I'm just like, oh my god. I mean, it's healthier than a Snickers, but not for like cutting weight. No, no it's not the way to do it. All right, so we got Helium Comedy Club all weekend long. Yes, yeah. eight o'clock Thursday tonight. When's this coming out? Uh, today. Today, eight o'clock. <laughs> I'll be screaming into the microphone at the Helium Comedy Club. Two shows tomorrow, Friday. Two shows Saturday. No show Sunday. I still say come. Show up. Enjoy an empty space. Right. Have some Relax. time to think and meditate. But uh, come Thursday, Friday, Saturday to Helium. And it's it's a very dynamic show. It's um, it's fun. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's... It's as good as ribs from Pappy. Yeah, slide trombone. It's terrible ventriloquism. It's juggling. That's it's all of the above. Earning so, it up there. Yeah, so it's really... Well, it's not even earning it. It's just... If you're paying the money, if you're getting a babysitter, if you decide, okay, I'm going to drink a lot, so i got to get an Uber... I want the night to be like a show. So that's really what it is. So I encourage you guys to come out get out from in front of these screens. Everybody's mm -hmm. getting screen fatigue. We didn't get to talk about that, but I talk about it in the show. Just that, you know, this is fine. There's video and everything, but it is a strange thing where you need, I don't know. I think people like to hear their comedy and hear podcasts, all that kind of stuff. Just you look think at, so? look at all the specials. No, I agree completely. Uh, look at all the specials that come out. Like, uh, they're super entertaining, but if you were there live, it's 40% funnier. Like, even a good special oh, is not yeah. nearly as funny 100%. as it is live. 100%. And people will say, they'll go, oh, so have you ever seen me do stand-up before? They go, yeah. And I was like, oh, what show did you come to? They're like, no, 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 just like on TV. And I'm like, well, wasn't this more fun? And they go, yeah, this is amazing. Because it is. Yeah. It's a live stand-up show is one of the best experiences you can have. It, it, I still enjoy I'll go... I don't perform at the Comedy Cellar because I like to perform at a comedy club down the street. She is not happy about that. But I like to go into uh, the cellar and they'll sort of put down the comedian's bench for me and I'll just watch shows. And it is so fun. Like, it's so fun to be around the people laughing and hear the jokes for the first time. And It's infectious, too. And you see people really like it's like they don't have a choice. Like, good, a yeah. really hard joke that hits like you don't have a choice no. it's just you're just going to make this crazy noise and just ah <laughs> that's how you laugh that's ah! how I well that's with my shoes off just like anyway. a swedish shoeless hoosier <laughs> that's ah! it tj miller thanks for coming by thanks, man guys. thanks for the thanks for the pappies that's yeah. so fun you didn't get any you want some i'm all right
He took your cheese. Yeah, maybe. All right, he's doing it. Like a true sweet. He's like, I'm okay. No, I mean, well, if you really, yeah, I'll have some. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, TJ.